0: Happy full moon in Libra. This full moon at nearly 27 degrees of Libra became exact at 2.54 p.m. New York time, which is 1854 Greenwich Mean Time today, on Saturday, April 16th, 2022. This Libra full moon is the final lunation before the beginning of the first eclipse season of 2022, which also coincides with a Mercury retrograde period. This full moon forms a difficult, potentially destructive square with Pluto and Capricorn. However, this full moon coincides with very benevolent and rare Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Neptune's modern home sign of Pisces, which also happens to be Jupiter's ancient home sign. Jupiter and Neptune sextile Pluto, softening the effects of the moon's square to Pluto and emphasizing the benevolent energies available around creative endeavors. The sun and moon also form supportive benevolent aspects with Saturn and Aquarius, meaning that whatever positive things come out of this important lunation, they should have staying power, especially if they are geared towards assisting the collective at large or connected to technology. Libra is a cardinal air sign that is represented by the glyph of scales, demonstrating the need for balance and harmony as one of the irreplaceable parts of a healthy life. Libra is ruled by Venus, the planet of love and relationships. Libra very much has to do with relationships, including romantic and familial relationships, and it has a lot to do with diplomacy, fairness, and balance. It is the ruler of the seventh house, which is the house of partnerships governing, as you might guess, relationships and partnerships. I'll spend some time later in this podcast Discussing relationship dynamics from a soul level, especially relationship dynamics when it comes to familial relationships, this is very much a Libra topic. This Libra full moon also reminds us of the essential need in life to balance everything, including the balance between the feminine and masculine energies, the balance between the inner and outer experiences of life, as well as the balance between the right and left brain hemispheres. So, to do some self inquiry questions and uh, journal prompts, ask yourself how balance fits into your life at the current moment and what you need to do to become more balanced in all ways. Ask yourself, or better yet, journal on these questions. And if you're new to my podcast, I always uh, intersperse the speaking part with journal questions. And I definitely. Encourage people to journal, and if you'd like, the best thing you can do is pause the video or pause the podcast in between each question and just take a few moments to write a few sentences or a few notes for each question. In what areas of my life am I under-focused? What do I need more of? In what areas of my life am I over What do I need less of? In what ways do I need to express more divine masculine energy, like logic, grounding, pragmatism, physical exertion, in my life? In what ways do I need to express more divine feminine energy, like creativity, softness, intuition, artistic expression, a go-with-the-flow type of attitude in my life. What aspects of the shadow masculine do I need to release from my expression of life, such as trying to control too much, stubbornness, suppressing or numbing emotions, being overreactive or having angry outbursts. Also think about how and when these things show up in your life. What aspects of the shadow feminine do I need to release from my expression of life? For example, codependency, and we'll talk more about that later, martyrdom, being lost in the clouds, fears of being seen or heard. In which moments of my life do I feel the most balanced and centered? When do you feel most balanced and centered? And which activities or rituals bring you into that state of balance and centeredness? How can you apply that feeling of balance and centeredness to other aspects of your life that tend to be more off-kilter? So imagine how can you draw upon your strengths, draw upon the energy that you emit when you are in a state of centeredness and balance and apply that to the parts of your life or the situations that come up where you tend to get off kilter. What aspects of my outer reality need more tender, loving care at this time? Which parts of my garden need to be watered? Which aspects of my inner world need more tender, loving care at this time? Which aspects of your inner garden need to be watered? Jupiter and Neptune meet in Pisces, significant historical events and innovations. Expansive opportunistic Jupiter meets with dreamy ethereal Neptune in the sign of Pisces. This exact conjunction occurred on April 12th in the United States. Meaning it was during the day, April 12th during the day, USA time. Jupiter-Neptune meetings have tended to coincide with interesting innovations in nationalist movements or beginnings or endings of international conflicts. For example, the last Jupiter-Neptune meeting was in 2009, and it was around this time that Bitcoin began, and the movie Avatar was released, which is still the highest-grossing film of all time and one of the most amazing artistic, expressions in film ever. It was also the peak of the global financial crisis and when Bernie Madoff was sentenced to prison. Here are just a few other significant events that have happened recently around Jupiter-Neptune conjunctions. In 1997, the United Kingdom returned Hong Kong to China. In 1984, Apple launched the Macintosh personal computer. In 1971, it was the peak of the Troubles, the ethno nationalist movement in Northern Ireland. In 1958, President Eisenhower was the voice of the first radio broadcast from space. In 1945, World War II ended, and the USSR created a communist government in North Korea. In 1920, it marked the end of the Spanish flu pandemic the second deadliest plague in recorded history. And I do believe that it's coinciding right now with the end of the COVID pandemic, although it will likely trickle on for another few months. In 1881, Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell formed the Oriental Telephone Company, the beginning of phones. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is already coinciding with the most significant international conflict since World War II, as we all know. So how will this exact conjunction affect the war? Will it bring an end to the war or worsen it? Although I, like everyone else, want it to be the former, I fully expect the latter. Many experts believe Putin won't stop at attempting to conquer the Ukraine that other former Soviet bloc nations could be at risk as well. With Jupiter and Neptune forming a confusing, inharmonious quincunx or inconjunct to the moon in diplomacy-centered Libra, any diplomatic attempts on the international geopolitical stage may be exceptionally difficult at this time. It's more likely that the relevant actors will become more likely to dig in their heels as historically radical nationalism has been a seeming side effect sometimes of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunctions. With Saturn squaring the north node of the moon and Taurus, there is a sense of stubbornness about, again, digging in one's heels on the world stage in spite of the potential long-term consequences. However, with the north node trining Pluto, it could perhaps be said that the stubbornness and stupidity of the world geopolitical actors, Putin especially, could all be part of a larger breakdown of the legacy structures that are a necessary part of the human race's evolutionary process through the age of Aquarius. Just a thought with this north node trining Pluto. I suppose this remains to be seen. What innovations will be birthed from this conjunction? Elon Musk is certainly attempting, is currently attempting to buy Twitter outright and innovate the crucial social networking platform. What other interesting innovations or inventions will become public knowledge over the next month? With Jupiter and Neptune sextiling both Pluto in Capricorn and the north node of the moon in Taurus, and Saturn in Aquarius trining the moon and sextiling the sun, any technological innovations or advancements that come out of this time will likely have staying power. However, with the Jupiter-Neptune versus Moon in conjunct, others may not really understand innovations that come out at this time. But if you're an innovator, don't let that stop you. People did not understand Bitcoin at first and thought it was pretty silly. Now everyone wishes they had bought some 10 or more years ago. On an individual level, take hold of the prosperous and innovative aspect of this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction And dream big. What have you been dreaming of that you haven't really made any movement on yet? Now would be the time to take a new job, launch a new project, course or website, or ask your crush out. Take notes in your journal or phone with any good ideas, innovations, or life dreams that come into your mind at this time. It's as if... With this conjunction, we have a window into the highest possibilities for us in this earthly incarnation. Also, this is a great time to really delve into the dream world, like literal dream world at night, with this important conjunction occurring in dreamy Pisces, the ruler of the dream world. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the dream world, I'm genuinely excited to go to sleep at night to see where the dream world will take me. I have so much adventure in my dream state that I don't have the opportunity to partake in, in my waking reality. Sometimes I find meanings in my dreams, while oftentimes I just see my dream world adventures as fun or interesting experiences. If you really want to get serious about interpreting your dreams, then keep a dream journal. And don't take anything from a dream book or a YouTube video or webpage about dream symbols at face value. Dream interpretation is extremely complex and personal. Sometimes just one or two symbols in a dream are the really relevant parts when it comes to interpretation. But the theme and feeling of the dream must be taken into account, as well as, most importantly, how you felt about the symbols during the dream. This would also be an auspicious time safely to safely and legally explore the astral realms with psychedelics or plant medicines if that's something that you wish to delve into. However, since Jupiter grows or expands things but doesn't really know when to stop, one needs to be careful right now not to overdo it with psychedelics or plant medicines as overdoing it or doing it in the wrong setting could lead to being ungrounded, living in illusion, or suffering from mental illness. Let's transition now to discussing some of the more difficult aspects of the abundant Libra energy at this time, like codependence versus independence, digging up deep wounds, and soul-level family dynamics. Codependence versus Independence With the Libra moon opposing the sun in Aries, we see an interaction between the polarities of codependence and independence. Though the higher aspects of Libra have to do with balance and harmony, one of the lower aspects of Libra is codependency. Those people that have a lot of Libra in their natal charts or with Libra as their south node, like I have, may tend to fall into patterns of codependency and have trouble asserting themselves. Aries, on the other hand, is the most fiercely independent sign in the Zodiac. Aries is a leader, while Libra tends to be a follower. Here are some good questions to ponder or journal on. In what ways do I tend to be unhealthily codependent with others? What examples can you name or write down of that? Is there a part of me that feels incapable? And what does that part of me that feels incapable feel incapable of? In what ways do I know that I need to become more independent? In what ways am I stubborn? What might allowing a little more help from others actually do for me? Who am I if I no longer have anything to prove to the world? All great questions to help you explore the Libra Aries polarity. Digging up deep wounds. Destructive, upheaving, transformative, Scorpio ruled Pluto is in the sign of stubborn, hardened, unforgiving Saturn ruled Capricorn, and it's squaring this full moon, and this is kind of a difficult aspect. In the outer world, we could unfortunately, as I said, see the Russia Ukraine war get even more violent over the next 28 days due to Pluto's destructive influence. Although, as a reminder, astrology is never predictive. It is merely a template of energies and world events may or may not fill into that template. On the microcosmic level, this Pluto square may bring out our deepest wounds so that we can address them. Pluto is is of Scorpio nature and Scorpio rules over death and rebirth, transformation, power, and sexuality. The energy of this full moon may bring up difficult feelings within that have to especially do with feeling powerless in our lives. If these feelings arise from difficult, codependent, romantic, or uh, relationship issues, these issues could arise around this time to be renegotiated during this 28-day full moon cycle or later on during the upcoming eclipse season. Libra, as I've said, is associated with family dynamics. So let's discuss family dynamics from a soul level. Soul level family dynamics. So have you ever heard of a thing called the life plan? Have you heard that you choose your parents, siblings, place of birth, and even your future partners before you're born? I've spent the better part of my career trying to figure out whether this is true and how it works and what it all means, and I believe it is completely true. Before you come into the body, you are the soul, and you are still the soul in the body. But as the soul in the astral plane, you work with spirit guides, angels, ascended masters, and other souls to intricately create your life plan. Where you were born, the parents you were born into, the gists of your relationships with those parents and any siblings, and your romantic partners are just a few of the things that are planned out pre-birth. The intention of the life plan is to create the necessary situations that will give you the opportunity to negotiate the lessons your soul desires for you to work through. As you complete or partially complete each lesson, that experience gained contributes to the evolution of your soul. And another way to look at it is it contributes to the balancing and expansion of your toroidal field or of the photonic light that you are. The particular lessons your soul chooses to partake in a given lifetime are directly related to karma accumulated by the soul in previous lifetimes. Negative karmic experiences create imbalances or deficiencies in the toroidal field that need to be balanced in this or another lifetime. The soul almost always wishes to directly experience the positive and negative aspects of all possible themes experienced. Sometimes this will create negative karma, and like a boomerang, the opportunity to balance that karma will come to you in a different lifetime, providing the opportunity for healing, balance, gain of wisdom, and eventually to teach, for you to teach or model that wisdom to others in some way. On top of general karma from past lives that the soul wishes to balance in a particular lifetime, there's also specific karma that exists between particular souls. For example, you and your mother may have incarnated together many times, probably did, and let's say in one lifetime you were sisters, you were friends in another, husband and wife in yet another. To create a general example here for teaching purposes, let's say that there is a lot of karma carried over from the most recent incarnation where you and your mother incarnated together. Let's say that in that uh, those most recent lifetime, that most recent lifetime with your mother, you actually played the role of husband and wife, and perhaps the character your soul was playing had left the character your mother's soul was playing and ran off with another woman. Perhaps your mother's soul's character felt betrayed from that. In this example, the memories of that relationship from that most recent lifetime would be stored in the backs of your chakras in this lifetime as all memories from other lifetimes, are stored in the backs of your chakras. Due to this karmic memory, perhaps in this lifetime, your mom would be overbearing and overprotective of you because she would have a deep-seated fear that she didn't even know where it would come from of you betraying her. Perhaps she would get jealous of your partners. Perhaps she would act passive-aggressively or even manifest illnesses to see if you truly loved her and cared about her, or if you would leave her like you did in that, Uh, last lifetime this is just one general example of how karma could be carried over from another lifetime and play out between souls the possibilities are endless when it comes to situations that may be played out between souls in other lifetimes that get karmically carried over into the current lifetime one of my favorite parts of the work that i do and i do so much so many different types of of spiritual work is seeing what happened in past lives between souls and getting a sense of what's in their soul contract. And I can do that for you if you're curious about what your soul contract is between yourself and any family member, romantic partner, friend, co-worker, etc. And you'd like to know what happened between you and that other person in past lives, book a soul plan reading with me. Go to my website. It's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out. You can also go to the pinned comment here on YouTube and click on the website link. Go to my website and go to the private sessions tab and go down to soul plan readings. You can read the description of the soul plan readings and schedule a session. You will know when there is significant past life karma between yourself and a family member. When you often have irrational emotional reactions to things that shouldn't logically cause such reactions or, they, the other person, have those irrational irrational reactions. You might intuitively feel that there is a deeper issue with a particular family member than just what has happened in this lifetime. Oftentimes, there is a significant past life karma with those family members with whom we've had the most difficult relationships in this lifetime. And ironically enough, those family members with whom we've had the most difficult relationships in this lifetime are often the soul's that we are closest to in the astral plane, souls that are part of our soul group of 12 or our monadic group of 144 souls. You can have what I like to call a, a karmic twin, which is has nothing to do with a twin flame or twin ray. Karmic twin is the soul that when I look at a soul group, it's the two souls that are right next to one another and they will trade off and share the most difficult experiences, usually as family members, sometimes once in a while as romantic partners from lifetime to lifetime in order to help each other navigate, negotiate the most difficult lessons. And it's extremely valuable thing. And even though on the earth, they might despise one another in the astral realm. They're basically the best of buddies. It's pretty interesting. The natural evolution of all relationships is towards resolution, whether it seems like it or not. Each soul desires not only to balance its personal accumulated karma, but also the specific karma it carries with another soul. So any of the gunk that is in the karmic history between you and another soul, the the trajectory is is always towards resolution, it just doesn't always happen in this lifetime. The karma can be worked out in the afterlife or in other lifetimes if need be, but there is often the possibility for some sort of resolution to occur in the current lifetime. So even for those really difficult family relationships that seem like it will be impossible to resolve the relationship in this lifetime, there is still a chance that opportunity will arrive in the future for some resolution to occur. Sometimes it requires one of the persons involved going through a dark night of the soul for there to be a strong enough desire to change the relationship and make amends. In other situations, there may not be a resolution until one or both of the people involved are nearing the ends of their earthly incarnations and sometimes there just isn't any resolution that occurs while in the physical, and the resolution needs to be worked out in the afterlife or in other lifetimes. Each relationship is entirely unique, and thus there isn't any one-size-fits-all approach that will heal every relationship. Sometimes giving someone the benefit of the doubt and being willing to forgive and let go of what happened in the past leads to a renewed relationship that is supportive to both parties. Sometimes, however, a relationship isn't ready to move into a healthier stage of its evolution, and the best option for the well-being of both parties is for the relationship to at least temporarily end. And this includes family relationships. Sometimes it can take years of silence between parties before the resolution can occur, and it kind of sucks, but sometimes that happens with people. Sometimes a bit of separation is all the relationship needs to rebalance itself. You might argue constantly with your mom while you live with her, but when your job takes you out of state and you see her only once a year, all of a sudden you both might realize that your time together is precious and you both naturally let go of any grievances against one another. We learn most from the most difficult relationships. Those family members, partners, ex-partners, friends, bosses, and coworkers that trigger us the most are inevitably helping us to negotiate our pre-planned life lessons. In the highest sense, these people playing frustrating roles in our lives are truly serving us. These most difficult relationships are giving you an opportunity to grow spiritually and to do exactly what you plan to do before you, put, before you put yourself into your body suit as a human being. The most difficult part often is figuring out what you are meant to learn. Sometimes a relationship is trying to teach you how to respect yourself. Sometimes it is trying to teach you how to let go. Sometimes it is trying to teach you how to become your true self, and sometimes it is trying to teach you how to be vulnerable. Here are some questions to consider when ruminating on your familial relationships or any troubling or frustrating relationships, and how you can best navigate these. Journaling on these questions may give you valuable insight. Ideally, what would I like to experience from the relationship with this person that I'm thinking of? And I would suggest for some of these, just pick, well for all these really, just pick that one person that is the biggest thorn in your side. And then if you'd like you can do it for you can go through the questions again for someone else. If I had to guess, what does the other person want to experience out of the relationship with me? What do they want? What irritates or frustrates me most about this person? Do I tend to do the same thing that that person does that annoys me, but in a smaller dose or in a different way? If so, could I acknowledge that fact and make that part of me that does that feel a little bit more welcome? What are the aspects of this person that I find the most palatable or endearing? If I were to truly honor myself, Is there something I would tell this person, even if it were to be uncomfortable to say that to them or difficult? And does it feel like this thing needs to be said or not? And what would be the kindest and most authentic way of saying it? Does this person remind me of anyone else from my past? Am I truly seeing this person as they are, or am I projecting someone from my past onto them? If you become really self-aware, you might have an aha moment of like, whoa, I've projected. That happened to me when I was uh, exploring, speaking of Jupiter and Neptune, exploring ayahuasca years ago in Brazil. I just remember a few times I had this aha moment like, oh my God, I have projected my relationship with my parents onto all these characters in my life. We all do that. So am I truly seeing this person as they are or am I projecting someone from my past onto them? How might it shift my relationship with this person If I were to consciously make an effort to appreciate their positive qualities more. And note, this does not mean it's okay to stay in any sort of abusive relationship. If you're in any sort of abusive relationship, you need to leave. You need to leave, find safety, do what you need to do. But if you're not in any sort of abusive relationship, you know, what if you were to appreciate the positive stuff a little bit more. It's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about. It's not necessarily a cure for bad relationships, but for relationships that aren't bad, but just aren't maybe in their ideal state in the current moment, this can help. How might loving myself a bit more and appreciating my own positive qualities more lead to a better relationship with this person? Might some distance between myself and this person improve our relationship? Do I want this relationship in my life at all? If not, do I feel like I have the right to not have this person in my life? If it is a family member or an ex-partner where there are kids involved or a boss or co-worker, this could, of course, be a difficult question. Sometimes it's not really possible to cut someone out of your life and maintaining physical and emotional distance while increasing tolerance and understanding might be the answer. But sometimes you may just want to cut a relationship out of your life completely. If I had to guess, what would... Be the highest possibility for this relationship in this lifetime what do i think our souls are trying to create here if i had to guess what sort of wisdom am i meant to be learning from this relationship in what ways have i already begun to apply that wisdom How would letting go of trying to control the relationship just a bit improve the way that I feel about the relationship? Would it bring me more peace? Utilize this full moon energy to do a releasing ceremony especially if it's a relationship that you've been struggling with and you want to either release the relationship in total or release the negative aspects of it. My favorite ritual for this is to make a campfire on the full moon or even the night after. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to be somewhere relatively warm, you can do this. And write down everything you'd like to release on separate slips of paper. As you toss each slip of paper into the fire, speak your intention and visualize releasing that thing. So if you're doing this for a relationship, either write down the relationship itself or write down different negative or toxic aspects of the relationship. Throw the slip, each slip of paper one by one in the fire and visualize releasing that. You can release situations, people, places, things, perspectives, beliefs, addictions, Bad habits, negative thought patterns, anything. Romantic potentials and bedroom fantasies. This full moon carries an exciting potential for new romantic prospects with Venus, the ruler of Libra, in Pisces, sextiling Mercury and Uranus, who are together in Venus ruled Taurus. Uranus, ruled by Aquarius, is a planet of creativity, spontaneity, and all things unexpected and unconventional. In this aspect, Uranus enhances the possibility for unexpected, spontaneous, exciting romance. The energy here is of getting swept off your feet. If you do find yourself meeting someone new and falling for them right off the bat, Be careful that you're not falling into the illusion of naively or dreamily seeing the object of your affection with rose-colored glasses because with Venus and Pisces and the intensity of the Neptune-Pisces influence in this full moon cycle, falling into illusion is certainly a strong possibility. If you're currently in a romantic relationship, then harness the prevalent Uranus and Neptune energies and inject some spontaneity and fantasy into your relationship with sexual mars being one of the planets in the four planet pisces stellium enhancing sex through exploring fantasies will be on the minds of many couples at this time wishing you a wonderful full moon in libra with love this is matthew john thank you so much for listening to this podcast i really appreciate you and i would really appreciate if you would take a moment to click the like button here on youtube and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the Higher Self channel. And visit the pinned comment in the comment section here on the Higher Self channel and check out my links. Please go to my YouTube channel uh, and subscribe over there. I post one to two videos a month on a number of topics that are usually not astrology related. And also go to my website, it's youaredivinehuman.org. You can check out everything that I offer. By the way, I'm an internationally recognized spiritual teacher, spiritual mentor, intuitive, psychic, medium, astrologer, starseed guide, energy healer, medical intuitive, and life coach. I love working with angels, archangels, and ascended masters. I'm a gifted intuitive wisdom channeler and transmitter of healing frequencies. I work with people from all over the world in private sessions via phone, Zoom, WhatsApp, Skype, however you want to meet. And... I also put on a number of webinars and courses. Right now, I am really getting excited about my upcoming Comprehensive Tarot Reading course. It gets started on Saturday, April 30th. It is the absolute best, if I may toot my own horn, tarot course that is out there. It is That's why I call it the Comprehensive Tarot Course. It's 38 or more hours of live instruction with me on Zoom with a great group of people from all over the world. You get a free 45-minute personal reading with the course. We'll have a Q&A at the end of each live call. Uh, all topics are open. You'll have the opportunity to do practice readings for the group. You get a certificate of completion if you complete the course. You will get all recordings available for download if you can't make them live or if you miss one or if you want to review. You'll get course notes. There's journals that come with the course. It is a comprehensive tarot course. We're going to go through each and every card slowly, intricately, completely, going through every symbol, talking about meanings, both upright and reversed, going through the astrology and numerology of every card, how the cards relate to one another, how to do all sorts of different spreads, how to actually read, how to use your intuition, How to open up your third eye, how to incorporate tarot reading with your clairs, your clairvoyance or clairaudience or clairsentience, etc. How to take care of your tarot deck, how to really connect with your tarot deck, different ways of shuffling, different ways of asking uh, questions to the deck, how to relate to the deck. You will learn everything you need to know, absolutely everything. And whether you have never touched a tarot deck before or you are a beginner or an intermediate, this course is perfect for you on the last edition of the course in 2021 i had a lot of people who were beginners and by the end of the course they were able to read pretty well and i had some people that were intermediate to advanced already and uh both of the people that were at that level said they absolutely got so much out of the course because i really filled in the the gaps that in their knowledge of the tarot i I filled in the details they learned so much Uh, From the course, even though they were already reading at a pretty uh, high level So no matter what level you're at, unless you're super advanced, this course is for you And if you want to go ahead and look at the course curriculum And look at all the details, the dates, it's on Saturdays It'll be 13 Saturdays starting on April 30th, we end uh, in mid-August there's a few off weeks in between. As I said, if you if you miss a course, it's no problem. If you miss a class, you can just watch the recording. But you can go to my website. It's URADivineHuman.org. You Scroll your mouse uh, till you see the events and course and webinars page, and it's right at the top there. And if you want to enroll, just click the Buy Now button next to where it says Register Now. I am also enrolling people for my very popular spiritual mentoring program to get started in May. This is the absolute best comprehensive transformation program that you can find on the internet. I truly believe that. And I offer different tiers of the program for people with different budgets, different interests, and different uh, time commitments. There's a four, five, six, ten, fifteen, 10, 15, and 20 session package options. And just briefly... If I can have your attention for a moment, I'm going to go over what you get in the packages and perhaps I'll pique your interest. So we'll start with package A, that's transformation and healing. You get four 90 minute plus private sessions with me in total, including an extended soul plan reading. As I mentioned before, I will look into your soul contracts, look into what happened in past lives between you and other souls. I'll look into in general, what your past lives were. I'll look into things like what, your specific soul lessons are in this lifetime what specific karma you brought into this life that you need to heal we'll look into your natal chart incorporate astrology into it we'll talk about purpose career future we'll talk about romantic relationships i'll answer really any questions all that you have about your life past present future that's why i call it the soul plan reading because i'm really connecting in with your life plan We can connect to spirit guides. And then the second session, after you've discovered all these sorts of wonderful things about yourself, after you've gotten a better understanding of your life, we dive in and do some deep inner healing. We do some shamanic work. We do a shamanic soul retrieval session. We do an inner child healing. We do an unhealthy attachments purging ceremony. So we release a lot of stuff and then... We call in my team of angels that has been working with me for years now on these angel energy healing sessions. That's why they're called angel energy healing. And we work on your chakras and your auric field very specifically and surgically, removing any blockages from your chakras, removing any negative cords from your chakras, and pumping in brand new energy into your chakras to help your chakras repair themselves and to grow to their, uh, their highest possible le- level of evolution that they can in that moment. And then we're going to work on, on sealing your auric field, cleaning out your auric field of anything you don't want there, cleaning out any etheric parasites, implants, discarnate entities, etc. cetera. And we'll work on physical stuff too, we'll work on your physical body using universal codes that I channel through, using ener- color-coded energy, specific colors, And I've had a lot of success uh, with people having physical issues improve, having um, mental and emotional issues improve, and just feeling very clean. That's what everyone says, that they feel very clean after the session spiritually. People feel very positive. And the effects usually will last much longer than just right after the session. And the intention is for some of the effects to be permanent, some of the positive effects of healing your chakras, of healing and sealing your energy field. Powerful energy healing session. Third session, we do what's called the medical intuitive reading or intuitive nutrition reading. This is for your physical health. I'm going to be using my uh, psychic skills to scan your physical body, looking at your organs, looking at your blood, looking at what kind of vitamin and mineral deficiencies you might have, what kind of uh, parasites or candida, or bad bacteria or or viruses that might be causing problems in your body. We'll look into the metaphysical and past life causes of any, uh, physical issues you're having. And then we'll also very logically go over, um, your health history and what sort of supplements you're taking and we'll put together a plan for you of the best possible supplement regimen, uh, herbs, maybe even homeopathy. And I've had a lot of success with, uh, giving people these suggestions. Once you have the suggestions, run it by your doctor or or health professional or do what you need to do with it. But I have had a lot of success with people healing things based on the suggestions that come from myself and my guidance team. In the fourth session, we do the Starseed Discovery Session. This is one of the most popular sessions that I offer that people love. This, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Starseed. If you're not sure, I'm going to be able to tell you, you know, for sure, whether you're a Starseed or not. And in the Starseed Discovery Session, you get to take an astral journey to your home planet or place of origin to meet your guides, your galactic guides, your galactic family, to explore your home planet, to uh, receive an activation from your galactic team on your home planet. And the most popular thing that i hear from people is i've never felt more at home it really is a feeling of going home when you go to visit your home planet and with this jupiter neptune uh, conjunction is a great time to do this sort of work this astral really astral work and you also get three of my webinar courses with uh package a you get mastering your intuition putting the past in the past and spiritual hygiene core cutting grounding 101 You'll also get my guided meditation to meet your spirit guides and activate psychic gifts and my ebook, developing the skills of discernment and intuition. You'll also get a $100 coupon off of the comprehensive tarot reading course. And you can pay for uh, the package or any of the packages if you need to pay in two chunks. That's totally fine. And I do also offer a 30% discount to resident New Zealanders, a 25% discount to resident Australians, a 20 percent discount to resident canadians and there's also higher tiered packages as i said package b is everything package a plus a two-hour past life regression session you're going to get to actually travel to other lifetimes you lived on on this earth and experience yourself being in those bodies being in other bodies other people that you've been on earth and we're also gonna have you experience the space between lives And we're going to spend some time interpreting those lifetimes that you experience and what they mean for your current lifetime. What karma was carried over from those lifetimes and what souls in those lifetimes are also in your current lifetime. Incredibly helpful to be able to experience your past lives firsthand and to garner this sort of knowledge. And then there's package C, which I, I, if you're not sure which package to get, if you can afford it, go for package C at a minimum. Because you also get the future self-progression, which is an astral journey into your future on your highest possible timeline. So perfect for this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and this lunation. And uh, you're going to get to see exactly how your life will play out on that highest possible timeline. really gives people a lot of hope and, and a compass direction, a lot of motivation and you also get all of my other webinars and courses except for the tarot course with package c you can see the entire list if you go to my website youaredivinehuman.org. scroll your mouse over the private sessions button or if you're on mobile uh, click on that private sessions tab and then the first tab below that's the spiritual mentoring packages click there and you can read through all of the uh, descriptions of the different packages So that's package C. Again, two payment options are available and those discounts are available for uh, Aussies, uh, Kiwis, and Canadians. And there's also package D options where you can have additional optimization coaching sessions. I am a life coach. That's how I started uh, a decade ago as a life coach. So I am serving as your coach and mentor throughout our time together. And so there's a 10, 15, or 20 session package option. The more sessions that you purchase up front, the more that you save and you do have one full year to use all of the sessions. If you are not sure which package you would like, or if you're not sure if the package is right for you, or if you just want to talk to me before you sign up for a package, there's a form on that page. You just enter your name and email and your phone number or WhatsApp number or Skype ID. And I will be happy to do a 10 minute free consultation with you over the phone or WhatsApp or whatever uh, to see if the package would be right fit or to see which package would be best for you. If a package won't work for you, all of the sessions that I uh, talked about are available for purchase a la carte on my website, and it's very easy to uh, schedule your own time and pay for it on my site. And also, all the different types of webinars are available a la carte or as a package And those are available on the events and courses and webinars page. If you have any questions about the spiritual mentoring package, about any of the private session options, about the comprehensive tarot reading course, about anything on my website, you have any questions about this full moon, anything I didn't answer in this podcast, you have any questions about anything at all that you think I might know about, I am very knowledgeable about a very wide range of topics. Or if you just want to say hi, leave me some feedback, whatever. I am very easy to get in touch with. On my website, if you're on a laptop or desktop, when you go to my website, youaredivinehuman.org. in the bottom right corner of the screen, you just see a little pop-up. It has my face. It says, Matthew John, have questions asked Matthew. Click on that, type in your correct email address and your question. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Or if you don't see that, scroll your mouse over the uh, more tab and then click on contact me and you can enter your name, email, and question there. If you are on uh, mobile, just click the mail icon to send me an email you can also dm me on instagram i'm very active at instagram my uh, instagram handle is at matthew john healer also feel free to leave a comment below i do read all the comments and i do appreciate all of them okay everyone i am very much looking forward to talking to all of you on the upcoming new moon in taurus which is also a solar eclipse it is eclipse season coming up here so that'll be exciting Alright everyone, until then, please remember to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth with love. This is Matthew John.